Well, good evening. Hey, it's good to see you're here tonight. I'm glad that you woke up from that good nap and got in the car and came back to church. It's good to see you. How many of you got a nap this afternoon? How many of you wish you would have got a nap this afternoon? How many of you feel you need a nap right now? Well, now's not the time for it, all right? Uh, not right now, okay? Wait just a little bit longer and you can go to bed and get a good night's rest, all right? Uh, I'm so glad you're here. Um, it's been a wonderful day uh, to be in God's house, amen? And uh, thoroughly good. But we have a special guest with us tonight, and it's my pleasure to get to introduce him. Uh, Brother Tim Parrish is here, and he is a missionary to Southeast Asia. He's been in the Philippines and in, in Thailand. Say, got that right? Thailand. And um, uh, really working. He's, we've been supporting him since uh, 2015, 16, somewhere in that area. And uh, he's been serving. We've corresponded a little bit through email and that sort of thing. So uh, he's going to come tonight, give us an update on what God's doing in his ministry, and then preach to us. You come on up here. I will say this. <clears throat> I was looking over his car. Go, y'all go by the table back there and visit uh, uh, his table. Get a prayer card. Remember to pray for him. On the bottom of the front of it, it says the verse that he has tagged here is, where there is no vision, the people perish. And boy, is that true. We've got to have a vision for the lost. And I've been over to the Philippines. I was telling him I've been over to Cambodia. And on the back of it, it talks about the 1040 window. And those countries are in that 1040 window. And there are so many people that do not know Jesus over there. They've never heard of him. He says 95% have never been reached for the gospel. 95% of the people in that area have never heard the name Jesus. And I'm sorry if I'm taking what you're going to say, but I just want to get to this point, the fact that being over there, those people are hungry for the Word of God. They, they, are, they are hungry. It's not like here in America where you've got you to tie somebody up and drag them to church to get them to hear about Jesus. They will willingly go. And over in Cambodia, we went to a little remote area, and people uh, traveled for two hours just to come have one-hour service with an American pastor. And it's amazing how hungry they are. And I know you're seeing some of that. I can't wait to hear what God is doing through your ministry. So, uh, y'all, uh, pray for Brother Tim as he's here, and uh, I'll leave it, leave it to you now, brother. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. What a blessing. Amen. Is this thing already on? It's already on. Okay, praise the Lord. Well, in just a moment, we're going to show you a little seven-minute presentation. And in that presentation, it'll show you where we've been, where we are, where we're going, you know, the future and everything that we're doing there. But uh, my name is Tim. My wife, Kathy Parrish, Missionary Church Planners of Southeast Asia. Uh, there's uh, 10 different countries over there. We work with nationals. We're working with four, three countries now and be work, getting ready to work on our fourth one here uh, in next year. But God's truly been good to us, and uh, so we're going to show you this little presentation, then I'll get up here and say a few more things before I preach. And I, I, I'm going to preach on prayer tonight, uh, Luke chapter 11. I told him it was uh, Matthew chapter 5, and the Lord led me. I had two different messages, and just hearing the praise tonight, I just felt led to preach on. I know it's more of a, that the other one was more of a mission message, but I think we need to pray. Amen. More than anything we need, we need prayer. I know that's what we need and, I, and where we're at, and I know you need it too. So, uh, so we'll go ahead and show this little presentation, and then I'll come back up here. Okay.
Amen. God sure is good. Amen. My wife and I just got back a few weeks ago from Thailand. They, before this pandemic happened, we was able to get one-year visas. Now it's more of a two-month visa. So we came back, and then we're fixing to leave Wednesday to go spend a month in the Philippines. They've just opened up. And so we'll be in the Philippines and four different islands, and we got meetings scheduled the whole month. Um, and then we come back, and then we'll go back to Thailand. Uh, here we'll get back, see the grandkids a little bit, and head back. Amen. Got to see those grandkids, you know. <laughs> but praise the Lord. What a blessing. I appreciate your church and your pastor. You know, this church was one of the first churches we, you know, we started going out on deputation. And I remember uh, that you're, you're one of the first few churches that started supporting us. And we should appreciate your support. We couldn't do it without you. And God truly, uh, truly has blessed. And we thank God for you folks. And uh, just pray for us as we finish the work God's called us to do. And uh, we're looking forward. You know, that right there in the northern Thailand where we right over Myanmar, we're right at the border. It's, it's called the Golden Triangle. So where you have, you have uh, northern Thailand, you have Laos, and you have Myanmar. You can see all three of them right at the corner. Mekong River, about three hours into China. That's where our home is at our church blessing house. We have a home there, and we live on the church property up there where the kids were in the cave at a, several years ago, and all that was on the news. That, uh, those kids were part of our neighborhood. And uh, we, do have a, we do have a soccer or football team, they call it. You know, we reach the Thai kids through that. And so we, uh, we have about 25, 30 kids at Blessing House football team, or football club, they call it. So we reached, uh, we reached the Thai people in, uh, through English and, and football. You know, a lot of those kids, they, we, they come on our team and they, have to, they come to church as part of the plan. You come to church on Sunday and Wednesday. And so God's truly blessed and several of them have gotten saved through that. And again, thank you for, uh, for, uh, uh, for your uh, supporting us. But Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 10, uh, you know, just wonderful songs we heard a while ago. You know, just led me to this, just on prayer and praise. Amen? And so um, here in the pattern of prayer, Luke chapter 11, you've probably been taught, uh, preached a lot on prayer, but I just felt led tonight because the greatest thing that we can help this world, the greatest thing that we need today is prayer. Amen? We need to pray for each other. Pray for you. I pray for our churches that support us. I pray for, I know you pray for us and uh, the missionaries you support. And, uh, but Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 10, the Bible says in verse, uh, verse, uh, verse 1, it says, And it, it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place uh, when he ceased, talking about our Lord Jesus, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples to pray. And, when he, uh, and he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, or in this manner, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven so in earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For he, for, he said, for he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set, to set before him. Uh, and he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, uh, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, uh, he, uh, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. 
And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for being so good to us, Lord. We thank you for your many blessings. Lord, we do thank you, Lord, for saving us more than anything. We thank you for salvation. God, I thank you for this church, Lord. I thank you for faith. I thank you for what it stands for. And Lord, what's always stood out for me the first time I come here is the big map on the left there and how they support missionaries, how they have little lights where they're at. And they're real concerned about missions, not only reaching their community, but reaching people all around the world. God, thank you for this church. Thank you for a church that still supports missions, Lord. Thank you for this church. Be with this message. And Lord, we pray thy will be done, and we give you glory, praise, and honor. And we praise your holy name, Lord, in Christ's name, amen. Uh, the model prayer, let's say the pattern of prayer in Luke 11, 1, he says, And it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased. One of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciple. You know, he was uh, setting an example for us. This is that model prayer, let's say. It was an example. The Lord prayed in a certain place. Uh, years ago, God really touched my heart about having a, a certain place to pray. And, uh, uh, and, and not only that, it's a certain place and a, a special time. And, and to make sure I do more than just uh, pray for my food and do more than just uh, these little prayers. But I would make sure that before midnight come, that I, I spent a lot of time with God and I got... T- that special place, and I spent time with God because we definitely need to pray. More than anything, we need today is prayer. We need to pray for our, our churches. We need to pray for our families. We need to pray for our country and pray for missionaries. And I thank God for this church, and I'm sure you pray for us and your pastor does, and we pray for you also. But he, the Lord prayed in a certain place, and so I want to ask you, where is your place at today? Uh, where is that place? Do you have a special place or maybe it's in your bed or in that recliner or maybe outside or maybe in your car or maybe in your bedroom, but maybe it's just somewhere about a place that prayer is that important to us more than just bless this food to the nourishment of my body, but I'm talking about a time of day that you don't worry about the time. You, you just spend a little time and you talk to your creator. You talk to your father. And that's what he's teaching us here. He's, uh, there's a certain place. And we ought to have a certain place and a certain time. And there should be a place where we spend time with God. And I hope you have that because I know we need that today. He said, they said to the Lord, uh, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. So think about the disciples. These men of God needed to be taught how to pray. And if these men of God need to be taught how to pray, then surely there's a need for us to learn from the Bible more and more from the Word of God to better pray and how to pray. He says, when you pray, not if we pray, but when you pray, not if. He says, no, it's expected of us. Some things are expected of us as fathers and mothers and, uh, and children and uh, pastors and workers and, and church members, but there's also uh, God expects His children to talk to Him. God expects his children to get a hold of him and talk to him every single day. So what is prayer? It is communication with our creator. It is fellowship with our God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice evermore. 
pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 1 John 5, 14 says this, And this is the confidence, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. In verse 15, And if we know that he heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Psalms 145, 18 says, The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. I like this one really. Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly with confidence. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There ought to be a time, there ought to be a place Every Christian can learn to pray by following the prayer pattern here in Luke chapter 11. Simple message, but first of all, we need to praise our Heavenly Father. Amen. Thank God for that singing, that, that old time. I love to hear those songs. Amen. Just praising the Lord. We ought to praise Him. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. We have to praise him. We need to praise our heavenly father. Psalms 11, 4. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold. His eyelids try the children of men. You know, some people say, well, you know, God seems to be silent. But, you know, it, don't say he's silent when we don't talk to him. You know, we need to have a personal communication with our Father. There needs to be a, a certain place that we spend with our Heavenly Father. We need to spend time with him. Let me ask you, is there, do, we, do, you, do you spend that precious time? Have we praised him today? Amen. And isn't God good to us? You know, I look back at my wife and I, you know, I was 16 years at that church and, and we came to that place and God started saving people. God started changing people and God started blessing. And, you know, but through it all, we had ups and downs. There was times in the ministry when God was blessing, all of a sudden we'd get hit real hard when something would happen. A, a tragedy would happen to our family or, or something would happen in the church. And all of a sudden we get knocked down. But praise God, we just prayed and praised God and got back up and kept on going. Amen? Oh, there needs to be a time and place that we need to pray and we need to make sure that we do that. We need to praise our Heavenly Father. I hope you do and we need to praise Him more. Isn't He wonderful? Thank God for this church. Thank God for your pastor. Thank God for this place. But you know, you know, I, I heard this guy one time, he, 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 when he would pray, he would, he would go out in the woods somewhere and just get a hold. He'd just get out there and just start calling out to God. Amen? He would just start calling out to God. I mean, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, just, just praising him a little bit. You know, just praise him and praise him and praise him. You know, I think about, I think about my, my, my grandmother, you know, uh, I used to always go to her house on Friday night and spend time with her. And here in my next point, we need to not only praise him, but we need to petition our Heavenly Father. But you know, whenever I went to my grandmother's house and I wanted something from my grandmother, 
And I was young, and grandmother, she lived down the railroad track in South Augusta, Georgia, and I'd go down there on a Friday night, and I'd go spend time with grandma. And I, I wanted something from grandma, but when I went there, I didn't go there and ask her right off the bat for what I wanted. I spent a little time telling her how much I love you, grandma. I mean, ma, I said, Mimo, I love you. You're the greatest Mimo. And I would just love on her and tell Mimo how much I loved her and everything else. And I'd go out there and cut her grass and everything else. She'd give me a quarter, you know, to cut the grass back in that time, you know. And, she, and I just want, just loved on her so much. And after a while, i say, Mimo, will you make me some of those biscuits and gravy that you always make for me? You know, that's how our Heavenly Father is. Many times we go to him and say, oh, me, oh, my. Give me, give me, give me. But you know what we ought to do? The model prayer is we ought to praise him. We ought to praise God before we start petitioning God. We ought to just thank him. Isn't he wonderful? I mean, God is so good to us. God is so wonderful. God has blessed us. But more than anything, he saved us and he changed us and he's keeping us. And nobody can pluck us out of his hands. Isn't it wonderful to know this world's not our home? We're only passing through. We have a home in heaven waiting for us. That's something to praise him for. Amen. We all got our problems. The whole world's got their problems. But we ought to praise him. But not only that, number two, we ought to petition him. Give me, Lord, my daily bread. Spiritual, physical, financial, our family, our friends, and the world. Forgive me, Lord, my trespasses. Anything I've done or not done or anything I thought or anything I said I shouldn't have. Lead me not, Lord. Lead me, Lord, not into temptation. Help me today. Lead me today to do the right things. Deliver me, Lord. Take this bad habit from me, Lord. Prayer is like Wi-Fi. It's invisible, but it has the power to connect you to what you need. God can help you, but you have to ask for help. You have to connect with him. You know, many times, you know, prayer. They'll say, we'll say, Pastor, pray for me. We ask people, pray for me. You know, in our Sunday school class, pray for me. You know, it's okay. But, you know, we'll pray for ourselves too. We ought to talk to our Heavenly Father, pray for other people. We need to say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I think about in Augusta when I was going to Bible college in the early 90s. I remember this man that had kind of went off the deep end, really. He had left his family, and he lived in his car, and he lived in a sub. He lived in, a, a, a par, he hit, lived, lived in a, the parking lot of a grocery store. And he would drive around town with a big sheet of plywood on top of his car. He had it tied down, and he would say, get saved, you're going to burn in hell. And that's true. But he left his family. He was just mad at everything. He had just kind of lost it all in a sense where he, there was no balance in his life. And he lived in his car. And then one day after college, you know, I'm all excited because I see him riding around town all the time. I didn't know the whole story about him until later on how he left his family and everything. And I went out there. It was an evening time. I just got out of Bible college. And I seen him over in his parking lot. And I went over there and walked over to him. He was sitting beside his car. And I said, I said, Mr. Turner, I'm praying for you. He said, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. I'm scared the daylights out of me. And I ran back in my car and took off from that place, you know. But we need to pray for ourselves. Amen. We ask everybody else, but praise God, we can talk to our Heavenly Father. We can call because He is our God. He is our Lord. He is our Father. We can get a hold of our God and talk to Him. I'm sure even your pastor would say, pray for Him. And he'd say, please reach heaven. 
I tell you what, we tell people all the time, it's not about money when we come there. God's always, listen, my wife was an RN. For, my wife was a nurse for 25 years. I pastored full time. God told us to leave that income and I would take care of you. And I'm going to tell you what, God has taken care of us. God has supplied our needs. And when I go to places, I don't talk about money. I say, will you do one thing more than anything is get that card and get a hold of God and reach heaven. I mean, just get a hold of God and pray for Tim and Kathy Parrish. Say, God, watch over them. God, fill them. God, touch them. God, use them. And that's more than anything is prayer is what we need today. I hope you pray for If you'll just call out our name and say, Oh, God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, Oh, God, get a hold of them, protect them, and use them over there in Southeast Asia. That's what we do for you. I pray for our churches at nighttime. I say, God, watch over our supporting churches. And some of them have special needs sometimes. But what is power in prayer? There's power in prayer. I know you believe that. And I'm sure here you're taught that all the time. We need to petition our Heavenly Father. We need to petition Him. We need to praise Him. Oh, He's wonderful, great, and mighty. And after we praise Him and praise Him and praise Him, tell Him how wonderful He is, and then we petition Him. We ask. But number three, we need to be persistent in our prayer to our Heavenly Father. We need to be persistent to our Heavenly Father. He says, give us this day in verse 3. And says, and then he goes on and talks about the persistent, about asking. And I won't read that again about someone that come to their house. And, 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 and in, he, he said, because he kept asking, because he kept asking, he gave him that bread he needed. In other words, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find and knock and it shall be opened unto you. We need to be persistent. We need to ask. We need to seek. We need to knock. Don't be afraid to knock. Don't be afraid to knock and keep praying. Keep asking. Keep praying. Keep asking. I remember, and I won't be much longer, but I remember one time, you know, I could always go knock on my mama's door at nighttime. You know, when I was a little boy, I'd, I'd go knock on mama's door and I'd say, Mama, I want to talk to you. And mama would say, Come on, son. You know, I was a little scared of daddy a little bit, but. I, I wasn't scared of mama. I could talk to mama. And I, I told my mama, I remember one time, I said, Mama, you know, I said, the boys at school called me fat yesterday. Called me fat. You know, can you believe that? People hurt your feelings like that. And, you know, and my mama just reached around and put her arm. She couldn't feel them all the way around me, but she put her arm around me and said, Oh, you're not fat. You're just big bone. My mama always, I could always run to mama. I wasn't afraid to talk to mama. I could always call on mama. I'm going to tell you one thing. Our Heavenly Father, he's there to talk to you. He loves you and he loves me. And we can get a hold of our Heavenly Father. We can come to him with boldness to the throne of grace to find mercy and help in time of need. But we need to keep on asking, keep on knocking, keep on knocking, keep on asking, and just trust him. Amen. Just keep on, keep on praying, never give up. Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. And he'll open it up according to his will. Let me ask you today, are you lost? The prayer of God will hear is, Lord, I'm a sinner. Forgive me my sins, save my soul. I'm so glad 32 years ago, 32 years ago, 32 years ago, I got saved. January the 1st, 1990, in a watch night service. It was 1989. It was a watch night service in Augusta. I went to a service. My mother was dying of cancer at home. 
My mother had stomach cancer. She was 47. They didn't give her long to live. And uh, my wife and I were living in Greenville, South Carolina. We moved back home to the house to help take care of my mother when she was dying. And she was in that bedroom with that morphine pump as that cancer was just eating her up and that stomach cancer. And, um, and I just, I just, you know, I just thinking about dying. I never thought it. You know, here I was, 29 years old. I'm, my mama's going to die. My mama's going to die, and I'm going to die one day. And I started thinking about death as a reality at 29. Before that, all I thought about money and things and getting rich. It was all about things. I started thinking about it, and my wife, my, my wife went home that night. She was at her mother's house, and I stayed in the bedroom back in the back, and my father and mother was in the other room where my mother was dying. And, and that night I had eaten something, and I was... During midnight, I, late after night, I woke up choking to death. Just about died that night. I, I couldn't even, I, I was choking so bad, I couldn't even walk. I was just on my knees, and, and I was just crying out, I'm going to burn in hell, I'm going to burn in hell, I'm going to burn in hell. And finally, I was able to breathe and looked in the mirror, and my eyes was just about bulged out. And I went in there, and my mom, when she was dying, I said, Mom, did you hear me in there? I just about died. She said, we didn't hear you. Well, they had a watch night service coming up that, that New Year's Eve, and I went into that church and I walked down that aisle. I didn't have to go to church to get saved. Don't get me wrong, but I went into that church and at the end of that service as it hit 1990, I walked down that aisle and I fell down on my knees and I called on Jesus Christ. I acknowledged I was a sinner that I believed that he lived, died, and rose from the grave. And I asked him to save my soul, forgive me my sins and save my soul. I got born again that day, that night. Thank God I got saved and Praise the Lord. If you got saved, when you got saved, God saved you and his blood covers your sins and hell is going to pass over you just like in Egypt. The firstborn come to, here the death came to the firstborn. They took the blood of the lamb, which was a picture of Christ. and took that blood and his death came to that home. It passed over because of the blood. Same thing, Jesus, our Passover is sacrificed for us. When it's our time to die, hell will pass over us because of the holy, sinless, precious blood that was shed on the cross. Oh, isn't it wonderful that God saved us? God saved our soul. We have a home in heaven. Isn't it wonderful to be saved? If you're not saved today, be saved. Are you saved? My last verse, 2 Chronicles 7, very familiar verse, I'm sure. You've heard many times. 13 and 14, he says, If I shut up heaven, there there be no rain. If I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence, uh, a pandemic or disease, right? Among my people, he says, If my people, God's people, we're God's people, amen? Which are called by my name, that's the solution, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sins and heal their land. You know, the greatest thing you can do for Tim and Kathy Parrish is pray for us. Just get a hold of God. I don't, maybe it's in your backyard, so maybe it's just in your car, maybe it's sitting in that recliner. Whatever it is, just close your eyes and talk to God. Because, you know, if we're waiting to be perfect to talk to God, we never will. Because like the brother said this morning, ain't none of us perfect. We're all just a bunch of sinners saved by grace. Our flesh is wicked. The only good thing in us is Jesus Christ. Just pray for us. Just say, God, be with Tim and Kathy Parrish. Keep them safe from the devil. Keep them safe. Bless the work. Pray for us. Get a hold of God. And that's what we have. Get one of our cards and just call out our name to God.
just talk to Jesus for us. Will you do that as we talk to Jesus for you and your church? Thank you.